stuff. Charlie tries on different ways. Pretty outfit, gorgeous thing. Looks for one fit for a king. Pretty soon he starts to sing. Charlie turns into a butterfly. Steps outside and starts to fly. Through the trees he's in. Welcome to episode number 213 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and this is a show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, I have Andy Gutman, who is an author and a musician. That that song you just heard, you might be thinking that had a beat. That had a nice beat. I like that. That was pretty good. It's called Charlie the Caterpillar, and it's from the brand new book, Charlie the Caterpillar, What Can I Be Today?, which Andy wrote with help from his daughter. And we're going to get into that, and we're going to get into the music. And I think you're going to find both of those things to be good stuff, the music and the book. So you should check it out. Andy's a businessman. He's got a lot going on, but he finds time to make some incredible music, and to write some very, very important and moving and great and inspiring books for kids. For all the past episodes of the Good Stuff Kids podcast, go to www.goodstuffpod.com. Do you think you have good stuff? Are you the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families? Email me, mike at goodstuffpod.com. Are you a social media person? The at symbol, goodstuffpod. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. But that's it. That's all I got. And, you know, that's a lot. That's a lot for someone. It's a lot for anyone. It's a lot for me. But it's probably not a lot for Andy Gutman because he seems to have the energy to be able to do lots and lots and lots of creative things very, very well and very efficiently. So let's hear from him. Here is Andy Gutman. That song, Charlie the Caterpillar, the whole song, you can hear it at the end of the show. And you should stay tuned for it. Here is Andy Gutman. It's a, it's a great day. It is a truly a great day, and it is my uh, pleasure, and it's going to be awesome to welcome Andy Gutman to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you, Andy? I'm doing great, Mike. Thanks so much for having me on. It is truly a pleasure. Um, so let's set the scene. Geographically speaking, where are you right now? Right now, I'm in uh, beautiful Southfield, Michigan. Okay. Well, how's your weather? The weather's great. It's uh, it's the first uh, yesterday and today, first couple of sunny days we've seen in a while. Oh, uh, nice. So it's it's been beautiful. Nice. So well, thank you for taking the time to to talk to me. Um, so you you do a lot of different things. You you got your you've dipped your toe into lots of different sort of uh, facets of the kids and family music genre or or industry or what have you um you're a musician you're an author let's sort of take those bit by bit and let's get a little bit of uh, how you got to this point so why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be interested in doing what you do yeah thanks thanks for asking me that and uh, you know i always tell people i grew up with this great love of music i loved every genre uh, i used to go on car trips as a kid with my family and you know, when I was growing up, you, you never flew anywhere. You took these ridiculously long 12-hour drives uh, where you were all at each other's throat by the end of it. But during those trips, my dad used to play his favorite music and uh, put in the eight tracks. That that was the big thing back then. And uh, and he just taught me this great love of music. Yeah, it, it just made the world fun, and you passed the day with it. It brought, it brought the world to life. And 
I grew up loving that. And interestingly enough, I grew up thinking music is something I want to do. I grew up wanting to be Prince. I was going to be the next multi-talented uh, artist who could perform and play 30 different musical instruments. Uh, there were a couple of problems, though. I couldn't sing, or at least I shouldn't sing. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I had no ability to, pre- to play instruments. I could play the guitar a little bit, but uh, it just never worked. So I, I became a, a writer, and I would write poetry and songs uh, that I thought would one day get produced, but not, you know, not through my voice. And so that, that I've been doing since I was younger. And uh, a few years ago, I had a couple of things happen in my life that, that started me down this path of creativity. Uh, the first was a very tragic incident. I had a, an amazing coworker that, um, that I worked with in my day job. By day, uh, I work in commercial real estate. I work for this great family owned company. Um, and my coworker worked next door to me for, so for the last 20 plus years, uh, we sat in offices next to each other and he would tell me all these great things he was going to do when he retired. And so he would come on, uh, come into my office every morning for over 20 years with this cup of coffee. And, you know, when I retire, I'm going to go visit my kids. And soon enough, it turned into his grandkids and he was going to travel the world with his wife. They would retire at the same time. And about a year before he retired, uh, he went home from work one day, uh, was on the phone talking to his best friend and uh, passed away, unfortunately, very, very instantaneously. Oh, my. And it it was a, a tragic story. We all, <clears throat> you know, we all mourned him greatly. We just actually set up a fund a scholarship in his name to honor him. And so uh, in doing that, though, the one thing that stuck with me during my grieving process was, uh, this man who lived a great life, he was a wonderful man. I'm sure he had no regrets if, you know, if he had the idea of looking back on that. But he didn't get to live out his retirement dream because he was waiting for that day. And so I started working. Wait a minute. I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be a songwriter. I wanted to be an artist and put those little dashes by what I do in my life so that one day, you know, people will say he was all the things that he wanted to be. He wasn't waiting for that day. And so all the songs I wrote for years, I started reaching out through the Internet to singers and producers and started working with different people to create the songs that I had been setting aside and bring them to life. And at this time, I've written and produced over 400 songs, uh, closing in on about 450, um, all different genres, hip hop, children's songs, um, you name it, pop, country, everything but heavy metal uh-huh. and opera. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and and so um, I've done that. And uh, the books came about. So I was doing these songs and I wrote this song for my daughter and I started writing them for her so she would be able to one day listen to how much her dad loved her and understand how deep my love was for her. And um, we were driving in the car one day and she started telling me about the, uh, the caterpillar she was studying at school and how they turn into this beautiful butterfly. And she was talking me through the process. But in her mind, the process was they go into the cocoon, they try on different wings, all sorts of different ones. And then they come out, they pick their perfect pair of wings and they move on. And I thought, you know, I like her version of it so much better than what goes on in the cocoon with their transformation. And, and I said, you know what, why don't we make this into a song? 
And my daughter at the time was, was very young and she said, Oh dad, you're so embarrassing. <laughs> no, let's not make it into a song. Leave it, leave it alone. It was just a cute story. So I made it into a song and, uh, and she, uh, she liked the song. And I said, well, you know what we should do? I think this translates well. Let's, let's make it into a book so people can read about it and listen to the music and enjoy the whole experience. And she did the same thing. She said, Dad, you're so embarrassing. No, don't do that. Don't make it into a book. And, and so I did. And it became... <laughs> like, any, like any good dad, you totally ignore what you're... Absolutely. You are doing the right, right thing. Absolutely. Yep. It's partially my job to embarrass her in the best way possible. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so I started uh, writing it into a book and I, I hired a freelance artist to do the, the images and it became the first book uh, that I had done called Charlie the Caterpillar. And in it, uh, it's really a story that I think sends a good message to children, which is, you know, the message is uh, that, you know, it doesn't matter what color wings you have. It doesn't matter what you look like. Every one of us is special and unique in our own way. And it's about the world is about finding what makes you special and unique. And it's one of the things I love about my daughter is she kind of bucks the system. She doesn't she doesn't try to be anything but what she is and tries to be her, her true self so that she's not influenced by others into trying to pretend to be something or trying to go along with the crowd. And so this was really a tribute to her to say, uh, you know, I, I hope every child finds their unique self and, and can do that from this. And so it's a really uh, intended to be a very sweet story uh, that, that kids can think about and parents can look to and say, that's a good message that I want to tell my kids about. And, and from there, uh, there's three more books that are uh, published now, uh, but so many more that are in the works in some, in some frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are, um, I think there, there's a word for you, and I think it is tireless. Um, so when did, this fir- <laughs> when did the first book come out? Uh, the first book came out about, going on about three years ago now. Okay, so in the span of three years, you put out four books, and the books are Charlie yes. the Caterpillar, Pop Lullaby, right? So can you actually, you know what? Better, That's better, right. better. You talk about it than me talk about it. So give us sort of the overview or the or the message of the other three books that you've written so far. Yeah, absolutely. So after I embarrassed my daughter with the first book, <laughs> um, I was I was looking at all the different songs I'd written and all that I'd done for her, uh, you know, with her in mind, and all my. All my books are really written with the idea that they're a legacy for my daughter. And it's, it's so important that she has those for, for various reasons. So the second book is called Pop Lullaby. And it, it's based on songs that when my daughter was young, she was a very fussy sleeper when she was a baby. And uh, getting her to sleep was, was really hard to do. So I tried all sorts of different methods. And a few of them were, um, you know, I would try to sing her to sleep. So I'd make up these songs and lyrics as, I think a lot of fathers do, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're so exhausted that, that I'm not even sure all the time the, the words make sense that you're singing to them. <laughs> um, but, but that was, that was how Pop Lullaby came about. And, um, you know, I think many times my daughter would, when I was singing her these songs, I think she would fake as though she was sleeping just so I would stop singing and she didn't have to hear my <laughs> voice anymore. <laughs> But uh, I know every parent can really relate to the idea that, you know, getting your kids to sleep and, and making up fun songs that, uh, that hopefully they'll remember as they grow up and sing to their kids or at least 
you know, talk to them of the torment you created by singing songs to them. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. So, so there's Pop Lullaby. Now tell me about Even. Even. So Even was the first song I ever wrote for my daughter. And Even is a song that, that really is about, um, it's about telling her that even though I'm not with you, I'm always there. You're always on my mind and you are so very loved. And I think for working parents, any parent who works out there knows that uh, no matter how hard you try to be with them as much as you can, there are times as a working parent, you can't be there. And I've never missed a show of my daughters. I've never missed any of the formal functions, but there's times she wants me to stay at home when I have to work or times when, and she's a teenager now, so all bets are off. She doesn't necessarily (laughs) want to be around me as much, but (laughs) as a, as a child, you know, your kids want that. And um, as a parent, it's the worst feeling in the world when they say, don't go, you know, please stay a little longer. And, and you know, you can't, your boss is, you know, checking the watch and saying, you're supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. And so th- I wrote that for her um, on a, it was a, really it was a stretch of 48 hours when we were in the middle of a, a major project at my office. And so I left in the morning one day and she was asleep. I came home the night, you know, at night and she was asleep. And the same thing went, you know, two days in a row for me. And at the end of the second day, when I came home and she was fast asleep and I'm exhausted, but, you know, I'm so, I was so down because I'm thinking, you know, how do you know uh, as a child that your dad loves you? And I came and I always kissed her goodnight, even if she was asleep, um, you know, a kiss on the forehead, um, because to me, it, it's a, it's a closeness and it, it helped me feel better. But the whole thing was, uh, you know, I can't always be there and I know it. Uh, I have to earn a living. I have to take care of my family. And uh, this was just a way of my telling her and for working parents to tell their kids, even when I'm not around, you know, you're so loved and always on my mind. And uh, it, was, it was genuinely from the heart that I wrote it. I still tear up every time I hear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and every time yeah. I read the book, I'm a big, I'm a big softy when it comes to that. <laughs> That's uh Every parent can relate, and I think that 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 shows the fact that you care that much shows that you are a great parent. I really do believe that because if you didn't care and you didn't recognize it and you didn't sort of check that box that said man i've been I've been working too much and i I am not you know I'm, you're self aware enough to know that you want more for your kid. I think that that's a uh, very important um aspect of parenting that often is is a negative but i think it's you know we can own that we can take that back and that's a positive because look where it brought you you know it brought you to making music it brought you to writing books it brought you to doing the most important job a dad has which is embarrassing their kid and you know like it's uh, (laughs) it's uh it's all extremely it's all it just shows you know this level of involvedness and this level of care um so Charlie the Caterpillar has a sequel. Yes. Whoa. Tell yeah, me. So tell the, me everything. I know. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's called uh, Charlie the Caterpillar, What Can I Be Today? And it's another origin story that involves my daughter. We were uh, One of the things that I found since I started writing books um, is that, uh, you know, I started interacting with kids and families and uh, going to these book fairs. Uh, going and speaking to kids, reading to kids, um, really getting out in the community. And through that, 
my daughter went down one day with me to um, a place in the city of Detroit for a book fair. And it was fun, even though it was, it was about 100 degrees out that day. It was like one of the hottest days of summer. But we're sitting there in between talking to people coming by to read the books or talk to us or get, you know, get the books signed. And uh, we started talking about Charlie the Caterpillar. And I said, you know, we really should come up with a sequel. Mm-hmm. And because there's so much life to Charlie, people loved what, what the first book was about. And um, I said, what if we talk about careers for Charlie? Because, you know, I think kids don't start thinking about at any age, you know, at a young age, what they want to be. Sometimes they do. Sometimes you get the firefighter or other things at an early age. Um, but many times it's not really a thought. And I don't think enough people tell kids when they're young that the world is wide open to you. You know, you're in one of the greatest countries in the world and you can be whatever you want to be. And so we started, we spent most of the afternoon that day coming up with different things that Charlie might want to be when he grows up. And so it's uh, it's a variety of those things, but there's really some cool aspects to it. And with each book that that's done, I learn a little bit more uh, about what I think can help the world and what, what can I do better as a writer. And so some of the, the cool parts of this is we wanted to make it interactive for the kids. So uh, when you're done reading the book, there's pages in the back where you can say, what else can Charlie be today? And you can color in Charlie in whatever you want him to be, which I think is a lot of fun for kids. And it, I get kids that send in pictures all the time of what they drew Charlie to be, mm-hmm. which is fun to watch. And then there's also a page where they can draw themselves and what they want to be. And so it becomes a pseudo coloring book that they can use as well. And one day they look back on with their families and go, oh, when I was a kid, this is what I drew of what my career was going to be. And here I am today with my career. We thought that was kind of a cool aspect of it to make it interactive so the kids can always, um, you know, have something they can do beyond reading. So there was that component to it. Um, But the other thing I found through the books is uh, I found that literacy around the United States is not where it needs to be. And too many kids are left behind. And I truly believe, you know, we are, we are still the land of plenty here. America has so many more positives than faults, but we can't, we can't leave our kids behind. And so if they're not taught to read and taught to love reading at an early age, they can easily and quickly fall behind in literacy. So, I started talking to and speaking to different groups about what they do to help literacy and help children learn to read and love reading at an early age and those that don't have access to books to get them access to books. And so uh, What Can I Be Today became a book that all of the profits currently go to three different nonprofit organizations. Uh, One is Beyond Basics, which is a group that... um, helps inner city kids in the city of Detroit uh, learn to read, to learn to go beyond what the education system teaches them and helps them to catch up if they're behind. It's a wonderful organization. And then there's, um, there's two others that the profits go to. One is called Project Night Night, which has offices around the country. Um, and it really helps kids that, whose parents may be in a difficult point. Uh, they may have trouble with the law. They may have different things in Project Night Night does a lot of things, but one of the things I really loved is they give those kids who are maybe, they may be sitting in a police station for hours at a time, or they may be, you know, in some uncomfortable situation, and it gives them a gift bag of things they can do and learn, and 
so we, you know, not only donated books to these different projects, but we donated profits to them. And, wow. and the final one is uh, Brilliant Detroit, which uh, they opened a series of houses in Detroit teaching families um, uh, different aspects of how to do things, how to cook, how to read to your children, uh, how to be your best self. And um, it, it, these, these organizations spoke to me. Um, and there's so many more that I wish I could, I wish I could give everything to because what I found through doing all of this is that uh, I don't get a lot of enjoyment from um, selling books. You know, to me, the, the sale of a book has very little value um, as much as giving these books away. I'll go to some of these. I spoke at a school district um, to several hundred parents and students that held a writing contest. And I had one kid who couldn't, you know, she walked up and said, are those free? I was giving, uh, you know, I had a table filled with the stuffed animals of Charlie and the books. And, you know, she looked in her pocket to see if she had money and she had none in her pocket. And like, are they free? And I'm a, I'm a big softie when it comes to kids. And so <laughs> hundreds of, you know, stuffed animals and books were given out free that day. And that to me is, is worth more than any single book I could sell. Uh, it's hopefully making a difference in the life of kids who saw hey, we're writing for our school right now. Maybe we could be writers too. Maybe we could, you know, dream big and do something great. And so that's, that's a long-winded way of answering what, you know, what, what can I be today is all about. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really, I love hearing sort of your motivation behind it. You know, it's not about sales. It's about giving back. And, and what's, what's really extraordinary about it is your life situation. Your daughter's a teenager, but yet you you haven't grad, you know, this is the wrong word, but you haven't graduated from (laughs) like caring about issues that impact kids and education. I think that's a really, uh, that's a really, really nice thing. So, you are as as we've sort of uh, as we have established. Um, you are a a uh, you make things happen. You know you are you are tireless and, <laughs> and you you know four books in three years. You know music to accompany the books. Um, I imagine there's some things in the pipeline. Anything that you're sort of at liberty to give us a, a little bit of a sneak preview on, or do you want to keep things very very uh, secretive, like the last episode of Game of Thrones? Just to just to put us in our in our specific place in time right now. I know, and I'm so excited for that last episode. Oh my gosh, I can't uh, I can't even handle it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know it's a, it's a great show. Um, so the one thing I can tell you, your timing is perfect on this. So we're actually mere days away from. Uh, we've been talking about putting together in the long term a show, uh, a traveling show or Sorry. series can, shows. Can you hold uh, on, Charlie hold the Cat? Hold on one oh, second, Andy. Sorry. That's okay. Okay. Got it. All right. Have a good day. No worries. See ya. Okay. So let's uh, let's rewind. You were saying that you got some cool things in the pipeline. Yes. So um, we're actually just a few days away. We've we in the long run there will be a you know a Charlie. Um, cartoon series, there will be a uh, Charlie traveling show uh, that's going to happen. But in the short run, we are mere days away from uh, getting our first Charlie mascot. 
Uh, and that mascot will travel to hospitals and schools throughout the state. And uh, right now, the plan is throughout the Midwest uh, and go and visit children who are in the hospital in uh, some form of distress and also kids at schools and uh, excite them about reading and getting involved. So uh, I can't wait. It's, uh, it's our first one and um, it, it's the first of many. But beyond that, there are eight books that are ready in some format to be the next one out there. And so uh, within the next three or four months, I'll be re releasing the next book, um, which is not yet titled. Um, so there's, there's just a lot of really great things going on. Um, the songs that I've written, there's uh, 30 of them that we've uh, licensed to different forms of media and uh, we were pushing more of those out every day. So that's fun on that front. And, uh, and so there's, there's lots of good things in the works. Yeah, it, uh, it sounds like there's a lot of tremendous things in the works. And in the midst of all this, you're holding down a full-time job and being a dad. So you are, uh, I think the only way to say it is that you are my hero. So thank you for doing <laughs> everything that you do. So based on all of this stuff that's going on and upcoming for you, what's the best way for us to keep tabs on things and keep track of where you're at and what you're doing? Is there Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, website, et cetera? Yeah, there's there's no end of places you can get a hold of me. The main place where you can find all the contact information is gutcheckpublishing.com, G-U-T-C-H-E-C-K, publishing, all one word, dot com. Um, that is my main website for everything. And it'll lead you to Facebook and Twitter and SoundCloud and Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and all the other places. But um, my Twitter handle and my Facebook account are creative Andy G uh -huh. and um, my SoundCloud is uh, it's Drew gut D R E W G U T. And those are the main places you can get me, but everything is tied in through the website. And so all the updates are done through there, but uh, no end of ways to follow me and uh, get your fill of music and yeah. books anytime. And I will say, I listen to some of the music um, and not just the kids stuff. And there's some very interesting stuff going on. And I liked it on a number of levels. So that's, uh, oh, that's, that's what we call in the biz a tease. <laughs> Folks, you should go check it out. <laughs> so Andy, it was awesome it. To, to catch up with you and to talk to you. And thank you for sharing so much of what you do and the reasons behind why you do it. And it was, uh, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Well, thanks so much for having me. And, and please keep the, the podcast you're doing is amazing. Please keep doing it. It's so oh, great. Thank you. All right. That was, that was nice. Big thanks to Andy Gutman. Thanks for coming on the show. Great talking to you. Great to hear about all of the stuff that you do. Hope you enjoyed that. Again, all the past episodes are available for you for free at www.goodstuffpod.com. And we'll be coming at you again later this week. No spoilers, but it's going to be a good one. I mean, they're all good ones, but this one's... I mean, they're all good ones. What can I say? And this one will continue with that line of goodness. Here is Charlie the Caterpillar by Andy Gutman. Check him out. Jackson, somebody.
spend It doesn't matter what suit you wear We love you and we can It's a special, unique and rare Jolly the caterpillar Wishes he was so much bigger Stuff. 